When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. We love our dogs. They love to race. Check out grnz.co.nz for everything New Zealand greyhounds. This is Dog Speed with Mark Rosanowski and Dan Roberts on SCNZ. Ah, oh, yes, a very good afternoon, midday. I hope you remember to put your clocks forward, or, well, I guess, you know, most of the modern equipment just does it for you, doesn't it? Which um, is marvellous. And uh, obviously, the Harness Boys were uh, up and at them at 11 o'clock this morning. But Trot Talk, now our turn. Mark Rosanowski with Dan Roberts as we reflect on another week of Greyhound Racing and look forward to uh, this afternoon and to the future for some. Uh, young participants in our sport. Uh, Dan Roberts, good afternoon to you. How did you go with the old uh, one less hour overnight? Yeah, no, I had to make sure I was tucked up in bed nice and early or else I had to make up for it. But uh, it's uh, it's no good. It's it's dark in the mornings again. I'm not I'm not too happy about it, to be honest. Oh, you jest, you jest. Did it have any effect on the uh, on the greyhounds? Uh, they were reasonably quiet this morning. Usually they're such routine animals that... Um, you know, they wouldn't care if the clock's been put back an hour or forward an hour. But <laughs> uh, no, they were, they were pretty quiet this morning, which was good. So a bit, bit, of, a, bit of a sleeping, I guess. Yeah, I like quiet in the morning. Worked well for the seven-year-old this morning because he was up about six yesterday. Uh, but of course, this morning uh, it was a whole lot darker. And so that worked out well for me. Uh, coming up on the show, uh, we've got Monaco Greyhounds this afternoon, 12 race card. Wayne Steele's going to join us about quarter past 12. Now, Wayne and Tracy, unfortunately, have pretty much had their... Uh, kennel closed down for uh, a month or so with, with kennel cough, but they've got a, a good team in today. See a couple of scratchings, but they've still got nine left and some really interesting runners too, so we'll talk through that uh, with Wayne. It's a great, grey, a great global greyhound walk day today right around the world, and uh, here in New Zealand a number of walks happening, including one uh, out of Cambridge. That was at 10 o'clock this morning. Jenny Bartlett coordinated that. She'll join us at half past 12 to let us know uh, how that has gone. And then at quarter to one, Jamie Pruden, new partnership started up this week. First runner was at Palmerston North on Friday, and it won. Thrilling Kelly, she looked really good for Jamie Pruden and Sophie Whitaker. We'll catch up with Jamie uh, later in the show. Dan, uh, it's been a big week. Of course, last week we had Riley Evans on. We were talking to him the morning after uh, he had taken out the $5,000 uh, youth grant from Greyhound Racing New Zealand, and he kept the uh, good week going on Tuesday in the Invercargill Cup. Yeah, the golden run certainly continuing for Riley. It's uh, good to see such a young trainer kicking kicking so many goals. So they're having a great time of it at the moment. Uh, gold star Nolan, box speed's golden. It was a pretty roughly run race, but she was out in front and out of trouble and uh, put pay to them. Yes, and, and the very good gold star Carlito getting into second to provide the Quinella there for uh, for Team Evans and gold star racing. Uh, Dan, the uh, Craig Roberts contenders just caught up in a bit of traffic. 
Yeah, a wee bit unlucky. I, I actually thought uh, Carlos might have been moving into a, a winnable position, but uh, the other the other kennel mate didn't like the idea of that and sort of cut him in half. But uh, now nah, they'll keep for another week, and uh, Corborn Cardi's stepping up over the 520 on Thursday, so it'll be interesting to see how he goes there. It certainly will be. Uh, look, it's one thing getting uh, a bit of interference in greyhound racing. You kind of come to expect that. But when it's your own dogs doing it to each other, it's extra tough, huh? Yeah, definitely far more frustrating. And uh, I still haven't quite got over Willene Bale and Raja Bale up at Palmy yet. So <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to let that one go, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, we've got another premier meeting coming up there in a couple of weeks' time. You want to come up and, uh, and uh, get, get rid of those ghosts. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it, mate. Too too, too traumatic. Uh, Dad might have to do the trip back. <laughs> um, our feature race at uh, Christchurch during the week Thursday, uh, the Christchurch Classic, sponsored by Colourful Canvas Stand, who have been uh, sponsoring Greyhound Racing longer than you've been alive, I think, which is uh, which is fantastic. But taken out by Opawa Dragon, now 10 from 15, that dog, for Team Fahey. Yeah, super wee bitch, and uh, obviously now stepping into the restricted age ranks, and of course the Fahey's trifected it, and this is no uh, nothing uncommon when it comes to feature races and the Jean and Dave Fahey kennels, but she had to do a lot of work to win this race, and uh, it, it she she didn't really look like the winner, um, but she, she got over the top of Mrs Chin in the end, who who was pretty pretty brave in defeat. Yeah, certainly, and um, look, there's some, uh, some new features uh, tomorrow at Addington. In fact, you've got a dog in one of them. Uh, empty garden, uh, because of course tomorrow is now a statutory holiday as we uh, remember the Queen who uh, who passed away. And and uh, I see that um, Greyhound Racing New Zealand, Christchurch Greyhound Racing Club have uh, cranked up some features and we get to see no keeper over the 732 metre, uh, 732 metres in the distance feature tomorrow. So um, a couple of nice races and good stakes for you there, Dan. Yeah, I think it was a good incentive, uh, obviously taking on the public holiday, so trying to Trying to get a few feature races out there and uh, get get the turnover a bit higher with with some sort of better racing than what we typically have on a Monday. Mm. So you've got, uh, well, we just talked about him, uh, Power Dragon, of course, winning that uh, classic uh, Christchurch Classic the other night, and she'll go round in the Queen's final lap, the first of the restricted age features for the girls at, at uh, race five at ten to two, and then. Um, You've got the uh, King's first lap feature over the 520 metres, Dan, with Empty Garden drawn box three. What are you expecting there? Oh, I'm not really too sure what to expect from him. Um, Rosso, he's a, he's a handy wee dog, and he's, he's clocked a 30-37, I think, over the 520. So I, I, I think he's a, a genuine middle-distance dog, but he does he has to sort of be on the bunny. Uh, he's probably not going to run too many dogs down, but he's definitely got speed to burn. He, he, he won three over the short course, and... Seem to be getting better, but he's he's definitely got to got to be on the bunny, and he can let himself down early. So just mm. have to watch him at the start, really. Sure, and he's up against uh, Opawa Warrior. He'll start from box number four there. Another of the uh, young dogs for Opawa Racing Limited and uh, and Gene and Dave Fahey. So some extra features, including uh, our uh, our champion, New Zealand Greyhound of the Year, no keeper in the uh, Duke's distance over the seven hundred and thirty-two meters uh, tomorrow afternoon at uh, Addington Raceway. Dan, is uh, harness racing at Monte Carrara today, and we heard um, it previewed in the previous hour with Michael Guerin and Greg O'Connor, but you're actually taking some greyhounds to Monte Carrara today. In fact, I think they're out sitting in the car park at the moment. <laughs> so 
tell us about that because I understand it's to do with Blue September and um, the offer of a, a share in a pup that you're putting up for raffle. Yeah, so obviously uh, HRNZ really get behind the Blue September cause, which is a, a great cause uh, to, towards prostate cancer and whatnot. So thought I'd try to do my bit and uh, offer up a 25% share in a, in a pup at home. The pup's only seven months old, a Feather Allen Dinah Dave pup, so like to think the breeding's pretty 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 good there and uh yeah so take him over to Mott and uh he can meet a meet a few of the public and hopefully they'll buy a few raffle tickets and all proceeds are going to be going towards the blue september uh case yeah excellent dan um obviously prostate cancer um, a real um problem for for men particularly uh around my age and um and we should get checked up and should get checked up regularly because obviously early diagnosis uh, is the key uh, the more money we can raise through Blue September 2, um, you know, the more that science can get on, on top of this and help us out as well, Dan. But what was the driver to, to get you involved there and to do that? Well, I don't really. It just sort of popped into my head and I thought, oh, it seems like a good idea. As well as sort of um, putting the money towards a good cause, it might be a, a good gateway in getting some, some new blood into the greyhound industry and trying to maybe steal poach them away from the from the harness racing. <laughs> don't say that too loud uh, good on you though mate it's uh it's it's awesome and uh you're doing a good thing there for uh, a good cause as you said um maybe one day the uh, the dog can win a uh, million dollars to the winner race which uh happened uh last night or early this morning uh new zealand time with uh, a dog called macanoony of all things uh not named after john but um but winning nonetheless the the million dollar chase at, at wentworth park did you get to see that I actually, to be honest, I, I seen about most of the card and, and missed that one race, uh, to be honest with you. But what a what a fantastic night of racing it was at Wentworth Park and the Victorians finally break the hoodoos. Um, and yeah, McInerney for Brendan Purcell is now a million dollar dog. Yeah, incredible. He won about 100 grand prior to that. Adds a million. Had box one. Actually swung very wide uh, going around the first bend and uh, he's on fire. Got away from the McInerney. Picked him up and then Zipping Curios joined in. Top of the straight. I thought Curios was going to win actually but McInerney uh, dug deep. Look, next week we're going to um, look to uh, to get the trainer Brendan Purcell on. Uh, Elizabeth Whelan from Greyhound Racing New Zealand uh, knows Brendan pretty well and um, has uh, given us a few details around him and of course uh, after the race um, Brendan's son Blake uh, was interviewed uh, immediately, and and Dan, I always wonder what what it might be like to be interviewed after a race when you, you've just you've just won. Uh, well, you might not have won a million yourself, of course, because um, they don't own it specifically. But uh, obviously, uh, everybody involved uh, gets a fair whack. Yeah, well, hopefully, I'll be able to tell you what it's like one day. <laughs> Probably not in the <laughs> well, near future, well, but if I ever find out, I'll let you know. <laughs> I look forward to doing the interview. I might be 96, but I'll, I'll do it. Um, the dog's raced by uh, Noel McGavin, and um, look, it was just um, a million-dollar race. It's just incredible to think that they're running for that uh, in Sydney or anywhere. Uh, but it was quite a spectacle, and obviously you can uh, get to look at it on uh, on YouTube or wherever you want to uh, check that out. And as I say, hopefully we'll follow up on that million-dollar chase winner next week. Uh, you would have seen earlier in the program, if you watch most of the rest of the program, uh, Dan... Uh, Super Estrella, the uh, national distance winner, looking really, really good in the Sydney Cup. Yeah, I didn't actually catch the uh, official winning time, but I, I watched the race and she bounded straight to the front. So I, I'd like to imagine that she probably 
went somewhere close to the track record again, if not broken it, but I'll have to catch up with that a bit later on. But, yeah, she just bounded straight to the front, and that was basically the end of that. Yeah, I hadn't seen a reference to, to track record, but anyway, it was 100k to the winner, so uh, nice work there. And uh, in the Young Star Classic, Dog called Zipping Orlando for John and Minnie Finns made it 8 from 8, so they've got another uh, young gun there. Yeah, it looked like the, the Zipping Dog sort of had, had a bit of a field day at Wentworth Park last night, so... Uh, There'll be some some happy owners around, but yeah, um, twenty nine sixty five. It was a it was actually I did watch that race too, and that that was a huge win. And, and the fact that he's gone twenty twenty nine sixty five coming from where he did was was unbelievable. So he's probably I would say he's got a very bright future ahead of him. Yeah, no exciting stuff. Well, let's uh, a quick look back at the week all around the traps. To be fair, time for us to look forward. We might get some winners. I hope so. Uh, out of uh, Wayne Steele very shortly at Monaco. The very least we can do for your punters anyway is to catch up with where the Wayne and Tracy Steele team is because um, they've been away from the races for a few weeks uh, due to a bout of kennel cough. So we'll get an idea from Wayne just how forward those dogs are. They've got nine in after a couple of scratchings. Wayne Steele right after this on Dog Speed with Greyhound Racing New Zealand. And it's coming up to 17 after 12 here. Our first guest this morning is uh, Wayne Steele. Wayne, of course, co-trainer with his wife uh, Tracy out of uh, Te Mutu and a team of nine in today, I think I counted there after a couple of scratchings. Uh, Wayne, good morning to you. Good afternoon, in fact. Yeah, good afternoon to you, Rosie. That's that lost hour that's catching me. I know you will have been up for hours and hours, Wayne. Hey, um, look, your greyhounds that are in today, they haven't raced uh, since the 21st of August, some of them sort of 11th of August, and I understand you had a bit of a bout there of, of uh, kennel cough. So how tough has it been for you these last few weeks? Uh, hasn't been too tough. It's just been a little frustrating. Obviously, no income um, doesn't help. But uh, the, the first week or 10 days when you can't do a lot with them actually gave me more time to catch up on all those jobs that need to be done around the property and with the dogs. But um, no, it's good. And, and they've worked out really well these last few weeks. So I'm, I'm happy. Excellent. No, that's, that's very pragmatic of you. Uh, <laughs> good on you for catching up on those jobs too. Well, you could have put your feet up for a bit, but maybe Tracy wouldn't have allowed that. Um, just oh, in terms of <laughs> <laughs> just in terms of this bout of the cough, um, has it attacked all dogs? Has it only attacked specific dogs, young ones, old ones? How's it been? Um, basically, it was across the board. Um, in the first few days, we were sort of thinking, "Oh, it looks like it's only going to be a few of the young ones and a few intermittent here and there." Um, but then it spread right across the board. The the only dogs that didn't actually get any kennel cough, which was strange, was um, my brood, brood bitch and uh, two or three of the retired dogs. Um, pretty much everyone else got it. Okay. Now, look, I, I know you will, you know, greyhound trainers go go through this uh, bits and pieces, various strains, various things that come along and come and go. Um, how, how bad is this cough compared to other kennel coughs you might have had in the past? Oh, it's been pretty much a run of the norm. It's, it's basically the same sort of kennel cough that we've had every year since I've been involved in dogs. I don't think there's been a year yet where we haven't closed up the kennel cough and it's just part and parcel of running the business, really. I, I, unless there's only one or two that have it, I tend to pull everybody out because if there's someone in between that's not coughing, you just don't know if they don't pick it up in, in a mile away and you, you do more harm than good. So I'm quite happy just having them all out at the same time. Well, we're looking forward to having the team back today and I'm going to throw over to Dan Roberts because I think Dan might have uh, one or two of the dogs in particular that he wants to ask you about, Dan. Yeah, well, we'll start with the two maidens in race one, Wayne, Sweet April Joy, and Sweet Banjo. Can you can you talk us into one of these two? 
Well, personal preference would be uh, Benjo, um, just because I feel he's got a lot more ability than what he's shown so far. Um, purely on um, trial form, you'd probably go with um, Sweet April Joy, but um, I, I think I'd lean more towards Benjo. Yeah, and there's been a wee bit of money for both of those runners as well. And, and then moving on to race three, you've got Go Clifford. He, he comes up with the red rug. He's sort of the informed runner of the field. He's paying eights. What about what do you think of his chances? Wouldn't touch him with a six-foot barge pole. <laughs> <laughs> just, just because of the draw. Just, just the draw alone. He's a complete muppet, and he, he runs off the track. And he, he, he will hardly – he'll put more steps sideways than forward when he comes out of the boxes, put it that way. <laughs> right, I will steer clear of that one then. Uh, race four, you come up with the red red rug again, Sweet Amber Joy, who was a last start winner. How do you think she'll go? Yeah, um, I like her. Um, they haven't had much trial experience around Auckland. They've had a couple of trials up there um, early on when we were breaking them in, but um, she'd probably be one of the better bets of the day too, I would think, for me. Yeah. Race five, Apawa Sandridge, he's uh, drawn box eight over the 527. He's, he's never won from box eight, but he's run a few placings. How do you think he's going to go there? Yeah, it's a hard one. Um, if he could have drawn close to the rail, he'd probably get a reasonably economical run. And if, and if he's the sort of dog that's on the pace, then he'd run it out all right. But I just feel that from box eight, he'll have to use a lot of gas to, to try and cross. I don't know that he can from out there. Um, so it's a little disappointing he drew out there first up. So I'm just going to take it as it comes, and um, whatever he does, he does, but I, I wouldn't be overly keen to back him, but you just never know with that dog. He's, he, he tries his heart out, but he, you know, after the kennel cough, you just don't know sometimes with the 500-metre dogs, you put all the work you like in them, but sometimes that real good blowout does in the world of good, so, um, yeah, don't know with him, really. Drawn wrong. Absolutely. And uh, moving on, outside of that, Apawa Phil now, he's an interesting runner. He's only had the one start around Auckland, and obviously we, we know how good he's he's been throughout his career. So how do you think, what do you make of his chances today off box two? Honestly, I'm not too sure, but drawing closer to the rail is the best place for him. Um, I'd rather have him at Cambridge, but um, I just thought uh, put him up there, give him, give him an easier run coming back because he's an older dog now. I think it might even be his 100th start today. If it's not today, it might be next week, but I've got a feeling it's his 100th start. Um, but during the rail, he'll, he'll put in a keen effort, but um, might be one or two a bit quicker than him up there. Yeah, I uh, just had a quick look. It is his 100th start today, so it'd be good to bring up a win win to celebrate the century, wouldn't it? Well, if he was running around Cambridge, I'd give him that chance, but just yeah, not not quite so sure. And Auckland, as you say, he's only had one start there before, so he hasn't had a lot of experience, and he's not always the quickest out for a, a sprinter. But um, drawing the rail, he'll give himself the opportunity. Beautiful. And uh, Opawa Ranger in race eight comes up in, in box three. Yeah, I like him. Um, just like him for the draw. Um, you know, he's, he's, he, he, he's a reasonable dog. He's not um, the fascist in the kennel, but... Um, he, he's he's nice and honest, and, and the draw definitely be an assist for him. Yep. And race ten, you got triggered. He's won his last three in a row, so a pretty sound form there. He's got the squeeze trap, and obviously he's up against a very impressive federal win for Red. But how do you rate him? It's funny, isn't it? He's won those three in a row, but he's never really run any time doing it. But he's been consistent. Um, I think I would have just liked to seen him a little bit closer to the rail, but. If he can begin, box five isn't isn't too bad, but he he's not as quick as a fair few of these in the field. But um, yeah, another one five hundred metres is sort of just not too sure because he's a dog that takes a lot of work to to run a strong five hundred. 
um, but we've put a fair bit in him. I, I, I think he'd be a thin end, you know, third, fourth place chance. Yeah, and moving on to Rocked at race 11, you, you do have a pretty handy team in form-wise today, and he comes up with box eight where he's had the four starts for the three minor placings, so draw shouldn't worry him too much? No, draw won't worry him too much. Um, he'd probably have to work a bit harder to try and cross, but I think he'd be up there in those first few going into the bend, so I don't know that he's necessarily a winning chance, but he'd be close enough to, to give him a, a, a decent pretty go. And obviously, I see Corey's got a short price runner, a, a power meg, a dollar fifty-five. Is he is he talking you into backing that one? Well, hopefully, it's not his money. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but she goes nice. Yeah, and uh, if you've got to give us a best bet for the day, what are you what are you going with? Oh yeah, well, it's a hard one after this bloody cough. So I'm going to stick away from the five hundred meter dogs, and I'm probably going to go to the maiden race and say uh, Sweet Banjo. Absolutely. Well, uh, good luck to you for the day, and uh, hopefully the team can kick a goal for you coming back from Kennelkoff. Yes, um, you know, we were lucky enough to have had a real good run of form beforehand, so hopefully uh, break has, has done them good rather than, you know, put them behind the eight ball, but we've uh, got our fingers crossed. Good on you, Wayne. Hey, uh, all the best for today, mate, and um, thanks for your, your insight into the team, and uh, to you and Tracy, good luck. Yeah, cheers, guys. Have a good night. And, uh, hey, Dan, I'm pleased to say that uh, I have got Sweet Banjo on top. I'm calling the races there at Monaco today, and I angst long and hard about that race. Did come up with Sweet Banjo, so nice to get the tick of approval there from Wayne. Just on that meeting today, uh, Dan, um, significantly the Cole team have taken some of their stars up there. Federal Infrared and Allegro Mars, they're in that race with, uh, with Triggered. Uh, Typhoon Tim, Big Time Prada, and a dog called Hometown Hero might talk about in a, in, a, in a moment, but no doubt they'll be looking to put them around the circle there for an assault on the, the New Zealand Cup down your way soon. Yeah, it's getting to that exciting time of the year, isn't it? We're only, uh, what, about a month away from the from the first heats at Addington, so uh, yeah, you'd, you'd think that uh, he's trying to, trying to get them on the two-turn tracks and, and get them ready for the, the New Zealand Cup, like you say. Dan, have you, have you seen Hometown Hero uh, yet in his two wins at, at Palmerston North? I haven't seen them, but I have seen that he's been running some pretty slick times, uh, a, a 2568 and a 2576, so clearly a dog with some ability. It's going to be uh, exciting to see him on a two-turn track. Obviously a huge difference going from a, a one-turn track to a two-turn track, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how he goes today. Yeah, look, I think he'll be all right. He's won three times at the Meadows over 525. Um, he's out of this amazing brood bitch, Nicky Fields. Um, so he's a, he's a half-brother to Hooked on Scotch, and he's a half-brother to Poke the Bear. Um, there's, there's three dogs she's left that have won over 200 grand, five dogs that have left over that have won over 100 grand, and we've got Hometown Hero and another dog called Mr. Hollyfield out here uh, from this particular uh, litter, and they both go pretty well. But Hero, he looks pretty serious. He hasn't been quick off the lid so far, uh, but then he absolutely can smoke. He was trialling the house down before he went to the races. So, um, yeah, it will be interesting to see him first up up there. But as I say, he's got that Meadows form uh, around him. That's race five, number three, hometown hero. I see the bookies put him up 1.5. He's 1.3 now. So <laughs> um, people were thinking that'll do for the multis, I would think. Okay, you are with the dog speed here on SENZ, and it's GRNZ that bring you this. Yes, Greyhound Racing New Zealand. Check out grnz.co.nz if you're interested in those races today. All of the form plus videos you can go back and look at there. Very shortly, though, we're going to talk about the
great global greyhound walk. It's something that happens all around the world. Lots of events throughout New Zealand today, including one at Cambridge, and we'll talk to the Cambridge coordinator, Jenny Bartlett, right after this. Don't forget to check out uh, lovegreyhounds.org.nz if you haven't checked out some of the just gorgeous, look, largely puppies, but not just that either. Um, adult greyhounds in environments just make your heart want to melt. And speaking of your heart melting, we are going today to talk about the great global greyhound walk which is a, a worldwide movement and strongly supported here in New Zealand with uh, walks around the country this morning and the one out of Cambridge was uh, coordinated by uh, our good friend Jenny Bartlett and Jenny's with us this morning. Uh, Jenny how are you and how did it go this morning the Cambridge edition of the GGGW? Very well thank you Ros. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a mouthful that isn't it? I sort of Gave up in the end. I said, "We're we're going to enjoy this great walk." So it was, um, yeah, it was fantastic. It was it, I think it was, um, it's it's a record amount of win, uh, of walks that New Zealand have actually held. They broke the record. So there was something like there was going to be eight thousand dogs walking in New Zealand today. Now, what the record is, we won't actually know until later on when it all gets collated back to the UK and then the UK will come back to us as a global event. So, yeah, very special to hold a, um, the inaugural event here in Cambridge and um, great result. So I think you might have set off at, at, at 10 o'clock this morning and how many numbers did you get there for the Cambridge walk? We ended up with, um, we had 44 um, registered dogs because the registered dogs must be a sight hound, so they must be either a, a greyhound, a deerhound, a whippet, etc. And then we actually had two nonnies, so they don't count, even though they were very much part of our day, they actually don't get registered as part of the, um, the walk numbers. And, and Jenny, where did your walk go? What was the, what was the, what was the course? Um, we actually basically, Rosso, we met at the um, Cambridge Raceway where we hold our open days and it was it's a nice meet and greet in that and um, all our photos taken beforehand. We actually walked around the Greyhound track and a little bit further and then back again and, and gave out prizes, etc. And, and Jenny, um, how did you get involved in, in the whole movement and how much interaction do you have with people around the country with organising the other walks and indeed with the, the global environment? Um, the global environment, well, basically it's the first time I've been involved in it. Um, in the past we haven't been able to do one here in Cambridge because of the timing of the walk. Um, it, unfortunately it coincided with the silver collar which I was always involved with either Thrilling Brat or, or Disco. So um, they changed the date and um, and I thought it was a great opportunity for us to actually be involved as a club to do to do be part of this a global feature which I think is amazing. I mean we hold events here but to be part of a global event is, is pretty special. So very pleased to be part of it. You have to register your walk so I had to get in touch with the um, the great global Greyhound walk people in the UK and I had to fill out a form and register the uh, register the um, the walk itself, where it was happening, what time it was happening, etc. Because all walks must be conducted on the Sunday at around that 10 o'clock, 10.30 start. So it's very much, it's a one-day walk. So as from the today, everything's been done. So what I need to do before 6 o'clock tonight is I must register back with the UK how many dogs we actually had taking part in the walk to be part of the, the final numbers of this, the great Greyhound, Greyhound walk. Oh, it's fascinating, uh, Jenny, it really is. And um, 
Uh, hopefully, you can get back to us with uh, with the numbers when they're released uh, from the uh, the worldwide movement. And uh, good on you for uh, coordinating that one in Cambridge and and for being a part of it. Is it is it something that you will look to uh, to do in future and, and make bigger? Oh, absolutely. I mean, any anything. It's it's a chance for for us, Rosso, if we can talk to people and especially be able to walk a greyhound track and, and they can see the surface and they, we, we stop and we talk a little bit about what's happening on, on the course and things like that. So it's an opportunity for us as well to talk about the welfare, you know, even though it is, it's a walk, it's a global walk for sighthounds, but it's also an opportunity for us to showcase our dogs in, in New Zealand as well. So, yeah, definitely like to be part of it for, for next year and, and the, coming, the coming years. Yeah, and that's what I love about the work that you do, uh, Jenny, is is bringing people that uh, information, correcting some misinformation, and having them actually walking around uh, that particular track itself, which I think is uh, is a very worthy thing to, to be doing. Um, Jenny, you, you mentioned disco before, of course. We know him as, uh, as, as Ring the Bell. Um, what's what's your couch looking like at the moment? Because you're known to having uh, a couch of stars, as a rule. Um, as, well... There's a couple of fat dogs on them. <laughs> I do have disco. I do have, <laughs> I do have disco. You said ring the bell, and I've also got Sparta there. Um, Sparta's there just as an interim for the moment, so there's a little bit of story behind her. So we might discuss that later. <laughs> well, um, Sparta was a pretty good galloper, and, and actually, our next guest is going to be Jamie Pruden. And um, Jamie and, uh, and his uh, training partner there, Sophie Whitaker, have got uh, Thrilling Rush making its debut at Palmerston North on Wednesday, uh, and that is out of Sparta. So uh, looking forward to seeing that. Trolled all right too the other day, just quietly between you and me too, Jenny. Um, Jenny, I saw you last weekend, which was really good. Um, you were down in Christchurch, and you were accepting uh, an award for the Sire of the Year on behalf of Thrilling Boris and Gary Harding and, uh, and Karen Walsh. That must have been a bit of a thrill. Yeah, it was. I mean, I, I, I take my hat off to, to Gary and Linda Harding and Karen Walsh. They've, they've put a lot of time and, and effort and, and years in, into the industry, um, not only just, just with the racing of the dogs, but with rehoming of the dogs, the breeding of the dogs. And I think for Thrilling Boris to get the, um, the New Zealand Sire of the Year was, was, was well-deserved. And I understand that he has um, effectively retired from stud duties, although there's still some straws available. And, and I think, um, Jenny, there's still uh, quite a few youngsters around uh, of his that'll be uh, coming through soon, I hope, up your way. Yes, there is, um, Robert. You, you, you're correct in saying he has retired. He's um, living, living his retirement out at, out at T-Rail, where he was um, born and raised, which is lovely. So he's, he's retired out there. Um, yes, obviously he has he has finished as a sire. However, there are stores available. Um, he does have quite a few young litters coming through. And as I said about Sparta, there is a um, a thrilling Boris Sparta about to hit the track. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Very exciting. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Uh, David Denby here in the Central District's got a uh, a nice litter by Thrilling Boris out of uh, Tazia. There's been a, a couple of uh, winners out of that so far, and uh, and more to come. Dog called Sean the Chaser. Uh, made it two in a row the other day, so it's good that the thrilling Boris name uh, is still up there. And Jenny, we um, we really thank you for your time today and for your efforts and what you continue to do uh, on this particular day, it being the Great Global Greyhound Walk. So, yeah, let us know how you go on those uh, on those full numbers later. Well, do thank you very much, Rosalind. Thank you for your time.
Cheers. That's uh, Jenny Bartlett. She uh, coordinated the uh, Cambridge edition of the Great Global Greyhound Walk. To all of you who got out there uh, and participated in that today, um, good on you. Uh, Dan Roberts, you're obviously uh, a bit busy for the uh, GGGW, but uh, I know there probably would have been quite a big one in Christchurch there this morning. Yeah, I was just trying to find out how many they had, but I haven't heard back yet. But I have been on one of these walks before, and it's quite overwhelming being, and I'm with greyhounds every day, but to be surrounded by this many greyhounds, it's quite a surreal feeling. <laughs> and and where do they uh, tend to walk there in, in Christchurch? Where do they gather there? The time I went, I think we were going around Hagley Park, which is obviously a, a quite a, mm. a lovely setting, and, and yeah, just a, a trail of greyhounds as far as the eye can see, and it's quite amazing, really. It's, it's I sort of just thought of it as a, as a bit of a walk, but it's it's a whole lot more than that, really, isn't it? Uh, yeah, look, it is, and, um, and and people like Jenny, obviously, and, and, and others, some of whom we've talked to on the show, too, uh, in earlier editions of Dog Speed, they, they do make it more than that, um, and they also uh, do, as Jenny mentioned there, they're at the actual track itself and are able to talk, obviously, about the uh, the welfare uh, of uh, the racing greyhound, and uh, we are about the animal. Um, we did tease our next guest there in that little uh, bit there with with Jenny because um, we're going to have a chat with uh, Jamie Pruden very shortly. Now, Jamie Pruden and Sophie Whitaker have uh, formed a training partnership at T-Rail there uh, from uh, Karen Walsh, Gary Harding's base. And they had a runner in, their first runner, uh, at Palmerston North on Friday. And I tell you what, Dan, if you just knew nothing about greyhound racing, you just looked at the dogs out there. And look, the dogs have turned out really well. Thrilling Hallie just stood out. You'd swear that Jamie had been polishing her for 24 hours. She just looked amazing. <laughs> I was, um, I would have eaten my mince pie off her, I tell you. Um, and she came out and she ran like that and she won uh, really well. So we're going to find more out more about uh, Jamie and indeed his training partnership with Sophie uh, very shortly here on Dog Speed on SENZ with GRNZ. In the home straight here on Dog Speed and our final guest of the day is Jamie Pruden. Now uh, Jamie, along with uh, training partner Sophie Whitaker, lined up uh, a dog called Thrilling Halley to represent them for the first time at Palmerston North on Friday and she was an emphatic winner. So Jamie, first and foremost, we'll say congratulations to you and to Sophie for that winning start to your uh, training partnership. How was the drive home? Oh, thank you very much. Uh, it was a bit difficult, you know, when you travel all day, but I didn't wipe the smile off my face the whole way home. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Um, look, she was very impressive. She won by a big margin. She bolted off the boxes. I've got to say, Jamie, I mean, Graham trainers uh, in general turn out their dogs really well, but, but she, she did shine. Did you put some extra polish on her, or is she just naturally that way? Uh Karen does a great job with the dogs and she has them in great condition and uh, she was just in good condition when we got her and you know it's easy to keep them in good condition so just groom me every now and then and have a healthy diet and just the way she looks. Well, Jamie, the Karen you talk about is Karen Walsh and understand you're based uh, there at T-Rail where, where Karen's team is. So, look, how has this partnership come about um, with you and, and Sophie and, and how many dogs have you got and what's your setup like? Yeah, so I still work under Karen and we still work with Karen's dogs, but uh, Gary came to Sophie and I and said, do you guys want to have a crack? And Karen kind of took a step back to let us have a go. And uh, so... We've got four dogs. We're still 
all working together as a team. So it's a very good opportunity. I'm very thankful for Karen and Gary and uh, Sophie even as well to be in this position that we're in. Jamie, I'd like to know a little bit more about you. How did you become involved in greyhound racing? So I actually worked at uh, the pub in Cambridge where they race, and I would just work the race days and be watching, and uh, it caught my eye, and I was very interested. So I showed up to the trials one day, and then uh, Ferguson's reached out to me, said that I can come around and have a look at their property, and uh, started helping them in the morning, working at the pub, and uh, that's where I got into the industry. And then uh, how did it come that you, you've wound up working, obviously, uh, with uh, with Karen and, and Gary's dogs? Yeah. Uh, basically, when I was at Ferguson's, I was working at the, the pub as well still. And when that changed ownerships, I lost my job. And uh, Taylor reached out to me and said, if you find a job in Matamata, you can come live with me. So I went the next day to Matamata, handed my CV around, got a job at a pub there, moved in with Taylor, and then lockdown hit. So we were stuck in the house. <laughs> and uh, since I couldn't work, I was down on the farm helping them with the dogs. And about six months later, Gary came to me with the job, and here I am. Well, it's amazing. Yeah, you're learning from some uh, some very good people, obviously the, the Fergusons, uh, Peter and Wendy, and then... Uh, through obviously with uh, with Karen Walsh and, and Gary Harding, and you mentioned there uh, uh, Taylor Thornton, who of course has moved across to to Victoria. So, um, Jamie, does your family have any background in, in racing at all? Uh, yes. Yeah, so my dad actually is involved in harness racing and uh, trained a couple himself. Drove some winners, and his dad was a trainer as well. Had a couple of horses. So his side of the family has always been involved. But when we were born, he kind of, kind of gave up a little bit, and he's just recently got got back into it as well. Okay, and how, how does he feel about you uh, making your way with the greyhounds? Oh, my family love it. They love the sport, and they're really supportive, and uh, love me, love me with the opportunity I've got. Excellent. It looks like you're taking that uh, opportunity with, with both hands. Now, Thrilling Kelly, I see, is in again on Wednesday at Palmerston North, so you're going to be heading uh, back down, and, and she stays in Class 1. Look, how has she come through it and the travel, and are you expecting the same from her again? Yeah, she actually travelled really well. I was uh, quite surprised. It's been quite two months, I think, since she last raced, and going to a new track fresh up is a bit tough, but she handled the trip really well. She's come through it good seems fine hopefully she can repeat what she did and get another win on the board yeah indeed um and in race three i see you bringing a uh, first starter down too called thrilling rush and we were talking to jenny bartlett a few minutes ago she's got sparta on the couch and thrilling rush is out of sparta uh by fernando bale uh, qualified back in june um what can you tell us about him yeah he it's just a bit of a big puppy still. He's still learning what everything's about and growing up. But, uh, yeah, he's a really nice young dog. He's showing us a bit in his trials, got a bit of bit of ability, and he wants the rail. So I was very pleased when I saw box one. And uh, I gave him a look at the track on Friday. Came through that well. 
hopefully all goes well on Wednesday and get another another win for me and Sophie. Excellent. Yes, well, um, probably important that he has had that look at Palmerston North, and I think that'll make people confident that he can uh, produce his best uh, on debut there with uh, with thrilling rush. And then, uh, Jamie, you say you've got four. So are the other two are they uh, are they close to racing for you? Yeah, we've got uh, thrilling Ralph, who's had a few starts as well, and another one, thrilling Tilda, who is not qualified yet, but they're both just getting into work now. So maybe three to four weeks away, see see if we can get a qualifying trial in a couple of weeks for, for Tilda and uh, Ralph. He's showing a fair bit, of, fair bit of ability in his few starts, so I'm looking forward to getting him back to the races and getting him going up the grade. And so, Jamie, is this what we're likely to see? I see these greyhounds are obviously owned in your name as well, uh, you and, and, and Sophie Whitaker. So is it a case of you having thrilling dogs racing and training them, or are you looking to, to branch out? Uh, yeah. Uh, Sophie and I uh, are just owner trainers, so at the moment we just got a lease on the dogs from Gary, and uh, hopefully in the future... We'll train for Gary solely, and uh, he'll give us a few more dogs. And uh, probably all just be thrilling dogs as a private trainer for Gary, yeah. Mm. Okay, sounds like the ideal situation, Jamie. Um, are you getting to do the trip again uh, Wednesday? Or I know Sophie's made many a trip to, to Manawatu in her time as well with Karen's dogs. Yeah, I think I'll do the trip again. Uh, Sophie doesn't mind doing it, but she also doesn't mind if I want to go, she'll let me go. Excellent. Hey, well, uh, congratulations on Friday and uh, and good luck for Wednesday. Looks like you've got two really good chances again. Yeah, thank you very much, hopefully. See if they can't make it three out of three. That's Jamie Pruden there, who, uh, in partnership with Sophie Whitaker, the one from one with Thrilling Hallie. I've got to say, uh, Dan, I'm just having a look at those fields for, for Wednesday. <laughs> I think they've... Uh, the short price favourites to, to make it three from three. Don't want to don't want to put too much pressure on them. No, well they're certainly coming from uh, the strike rate kennels and being mentored by Karen Walsh. So uh, three from three. I mean it's looking likely at this stage, and uh, the apple hasn't fallen far from the tree in terms of Karen and her staff. So good on them. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty impressive staff uh, and good obviously to have. Um, uh, more young people there with greyhounds uh, trained in their name, even if it is um, obviously uh, an operation that's going to be kept you know, relatively small and in a house, if you like. Uh, Dan, I'm pretty heartened, I've got to say, as a you know a cynical old you know 54 year old that's been around the game for too long, um, that uh, the number of young people, yourself included, the people that have won the youth awards so far, the monthly youth awards, people like uh, Jamie Pruden coming through. It's actually pretty heartening in that respect from Greyhound Racing's perspective. Yeah, it's it's really good to see, isn't it? Obviously, we've had two trainers, or three trainers, I guess, uh, go one from one in the, in the last couple of weeks. So, it's uh, it's it's promising stuff. Uh, it's good to see the young the young young trainers coming through, and uh, the future future's looking good. Indeed. Hey, Dan. Um, thanks for your time this morning. Obviously, we'll catch up with you again next week on the show. Uh, all the best out at Modukarara, and um, yeah, good luck with the uh, the raffle, and yeah, let's hope we get a, a a good winner there. And as you say, might get some new blood into the sport. Yeah, hopefully uh, they get they've got naming rights as well, so hopefully we get a few people involved, sell a few tickets, and raise a bit of money for Blue September. 
Excellent. Those naming rights, that is, uh, that's imperative. Good stuff. Dan Roberts, Mark Rosanowski, we're signing off on another edition of Dog Speed. We'll be back in seven days' time. Until then, Dog Speed to you. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.